0: Another episode of bench talk I'm your host Tom Gerard. Uh before I get into today's podcast I've just got a couple of announcements um those who have been listening to the podcast for a long time know that uh, you know I take two breaks a year um, it's that time of the year again I'm, I'm gonna set off to uh, go over to Asia for a couple of months and while I'm away I'll um, close the podcast down and uh, just get on with my uh, my trip without having to uh, deliver anything as you've heard me say in the past it's uh, really important to um to get away and uh, you know just go out and explore your surroundings and see what creati- creativity comes your way. And um, it's that time of the year and I'm going to do it. but um, So this is the last episode for two months, but I'll be back soon, uh, bigger and better than ever and uh, with some great episodes. Feel free to dig into the, uh, the archives. There's plenty of good episodes in there. Um, you may not have heard all of them, but uh, if you have, it might be worth re-listening to some. I also just uh, wanted to let you know, if anyone's going to be in, uh, in Tokyo over the next month, uh, I've got a solo show over there at Ruka Gallery in Shibuya. Um, so yeah, anyone who seems to be passing through Japan, go and check it out if you want. This week I catch up with Australian artist Finton McGee. Uh, Finton's work will probably be familiar to a lot of you out there. Uh, he's a great artist and he's doing big things around the world. How you going?
1: Yeah, pretty good, man. How's
0: things? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. You're, you're a hard man to track down.
1: Yeah, yeah, my week last week was pretty chaotic, um, I was out at uh, just a festival in Long Beach just doing powwow, one of the powwow events, and um, yeah, it was, a, it was a little little harder than I thought it was going to be, I was doing like a gallery install and and a mural outdoors, um, so I kind of bit off more than I could chew, and as a result, uh, this podcast is coming in a little late, so my apologies for that, but uh, we're here now, so.
0: Nah, no tonight. dramas, no dramas. Yeah. You seem to be um, – I know you seem to be spending a lot of time out, outside the country these days. Like like, where, where do you consider to be home?
1: Uh, I've actually um, – I've been a little more settled this year actually. I've, I've got a studio in Sydney uh, in Marrickville. Um, <clears throat> so first six months of this year I've been um, just really based there, man, just working on a show and uh, been kind of enjoying just kind of spending time in the studio really <clears> – <throat> But uh, I'm I'm kind of yeah I'm out of Australia now. I'm going to be on the road for the next three months doing doing festivals and different mural projects <clears throat> around the place. Um, yeah, so it's good. I like to travel, man. I've I've always like uh, yeah I've always always been like a traveling kid. So um, I'm I'm glad I get I can do it in my adult life as well. So yeah, keeps in yeah. Heart, hey. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. I mean, I'm like. Uh, first-generation Australian, so, like, I grew up with, like, all my extended family um, in, you know, Germany, England, and uh, Ireland. Um, yeah, so just, like, I was always, yeah, jumping around as a kid and, um, yeah, gypsy at heart, like you said. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Tokyo. Hey, what what, uh, what brings you there?
1: Uh, my girl's living here at the moment. She's She's studying here. Um, so I'm just actually just on a little, uh, break. I just finished up a project in, in the States. I've got five days off and then, then I go to Munich, um, for, for an exhibition there. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Properly ping ponging around the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, avoiding Melbourne winter, man.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> hearing you. I'm sitting here with a beanie on right now, rugged up, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, like you're from a, uh, a creative family, aren't you?
1: Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my parents actually, my parents met at art school. Um, uh, so yeah, my, my mum was kind of a, a painter and sculptor and she, she went on to study, uh, landscape architecture. Um, so she's kind of more in it, in the design world now. Um, and my, my dad was a, was a sculptor as well. And um, yeah, made a lot of great work. And right now he's um, working as an art teacher up in Cairns at a a university up there. So um, yeah, I grew up drawing uh, from a young age. I was always like kind of in and out of my dad's studio, always had art materials around um, and started painting a little later on. But, uh, yeah, I was I was quite fortunate in that regards in that uh, I had very encouraging parents, for yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah. And were you, um
0: like, I guess it was a form of them, like it was a way for them to entertain you as a kid as well. Like, you you know how it, I don't know, like with me as a kid, it was like my parents were like, go outside and play. Whereas, I know I know creative people who who have kids and they're like, oh, sit down, and do some drawing. And, uh, no, I was never, uh, you know, I never did that as a kid but i see um, you know creative parents raising children and you know giving them you know drawing materials and encouraging them to do art i think it's a it's a cool thing to do you know yeah. it's better than playing yeah. playstation or i don't know whatever
1: uh, 100% my mom my mom was kind of old school hippie as well so she she was like really anti tv anti video games so i d- i didn't get like a video game consoles till i was like probably 14 yeah um and i, I was like now i was only allowed to watch an hour of tv a day it was it's pretty traumatic but <laughs> i guess the uh the good thing about that was man yeah like i just had to keep myself entertained in other ways um whether it's like you know physically going out and playing sport or it was just just drawing so i just yeah i spent a lot of, a lot of time um at my desk just drawing pictures and making a mess really yeah mm. but um yeah, you're true man. It's, it's a good way to keep your kids your kids busy. I guess like with iPads now, like uh, that's kind of a little 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 easier. Um, there was a time when you actually had to like find something they enjoyed doing and keep them occupied with it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, like did you have any friends that were into art as well when you were younger or was, was it just like a something you'd do around the house and then when you you go out and play with your mates it's different.
1: No, no, man. There was there was one kid called Andrew Scrivens who used to draw cars, and he was amazing at drawing cars. And um, he lived like two blocks down from me, and uh, he like kind of inspired me because he would like he was really good at perspective. Even at like nine, ten years old, he would just do like these kind of like pencil drawings. And uh, I kind of wanted to like bite him, but like I didn't want to bite him too much. So I, I I used to draw planes. That was like. Um, yeah. Cause he kind of had, he had the car thing. So I would try and draw, draw planes. I had like all these old like aviation books. Um, and, uh, that, that, that kept me busy. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of, it was, it was, it was a good thing to do young. So it kind of like taught me perspective and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Do you feel that yeah. any of those skills you developed as a kid, like of sort of coming to your adult, like art career?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know, not, not not directly, but I guess it's like, it's, it's all just part of the process of developing as an artist, really. Um, I think like by the time I got into high school and stuff, like art wasn't really new to me. So, um, you know, some of the other kids that might have like started drawing or painting in high school might have found it a little more frustrating. Um, but because I kind of had a little bit of a background, I kind of had a bit of a head start. Um, so yeah, that, that, uh, I don't know, I guess that kind of helped, but, um, no, I mean, I I don't, I haven't drawn a plane in a (laughs) a long time, man, or any Ninja Turtles or anything. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say really. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, like the first time I, um, I came across you was in the, uh, in the Limitless video that Selena Miles did with Swaffles. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like that, um, like that was a really you know, groundbreaking video, like went went viral and all that sort of stuff. But um, what was it like being part of that, like part of the production and everything?
1: Uh, limit, man, that was kind of crazy. That was like, um, it was all very uh, DIY. Uh, we we just kind of like, we didn't have a budget. Selena um, just kind of like emailed the, because it was actually that building was like a, a Coles for storage facility. Um, the basically was disused and abandoned and uh we um we used to paint in there a lot as kids you could but we'd have to like break in and and like security was kind of a little crazy like you'd have checks every three or four hours so there was a couple of times when we were like actually chased out of that building and um selena just like emailed coles and just like hey can we like paint in your building and they're, they're like yeah yeah cool so i was like fuck why <laughs> why didn't we think of that earlier? Um, and, uh, yeah, but, I mean, like, the, the issue was there, like, wasn't really any money. It's like, we got permission. Like, the security guard showed us through. We did, like, a safety induction. Um, Soffles is sponsored by Ironlack, so we had all the spray paint for free. But uh, everything else we kind of just did ourselves. So I was just um, – I was up from Sydney that weekend. Um, I slept on, on Soffles' couch, and we just went out and painted every day. I think I was out – I went out and painted for five days straight um and and then Soffles was there for like three weeks um yeah we had a lot of fun man that was that was that was good times that was like um still i mean it's like one of those things that, that was like the, like early stages of my career so I, like everything we were doing was was um done off our own back um and everything was very grassroots and diy and that's i think that's like uh, always the funnest time of your career you know yeah so yeah it was uh it was good man that was that was an amazing experience and it kind of went it went viral which was crazy i mean we were expecting it to uh expecting the video to do well like within like the graph scene like maybe get like a hundred thousand views um but then we put it up and it was like it was like number one on reddit for like 24 hours it hit like 1.5 million views in like two days so um and it was like i was getting like emails from friends in norway whose like grandmas shared it on facebook and stuff so like um obviously you can never expect that kind of response but um yeah it was it was a crazy experience definitely
0: yeah like i um i remember just seeing it for the first time and like i know no one had really seen any videos like that because there was lots of you know the graph videos were sort of like guys going into yards or whatever or you know it could be yeah. guys just painting but like to actually i don't know i guess selena's vision was um I oh, know yeah. just sort of had a, had an awesome vision for it and pulled you guys together yeah. to execute it.
1: Yeah. 100% man, Selena's um, amazing. And um, yeah, that was like 70% all her ideas. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I guess it just makes a, makes a difference when you've got someone directing you like that and someone that uh, really understands film and... Um, she kind of like laid out the basic concept of, of what she wanted to do. And we, I mean, we obviously um, were able to play around with it, but yeah, I mean, without, without her, I mean, her vision, it, it, it would have never worked out like that for sure. Mm. Uh, and uh, I feel like that was kind of the beginning of, 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 um, I think, I think that, I mean, with technology and everything, it was kind of happening naturally anyway, but that, that was definitely a game changer in, in the, in the way that, uh graffiti movies can be filmed and and how engaging they could be um and and all that kind of stuff so it was kind of a um definitely a turning point in 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 art videos in general yeah yeah Yeah.
0: for those who haven't seen the video it's called limitless like just i don't know type into google it'll come up and it's um pretty much a time lapse of a whole big warehouse being painted it's uh yeah it's pretty cool um so I thought it was like it was strange to see like a fine artist thrown in there with a whole bunch of graffiti artists. Like how did you um come to be part of that group?
1: <clears throat> uh, I've known Soffles and Selena for years. I was a good graffiti writer as well. Um, I grew up in Brisbane. So yeah, me and me and Soffles used to paint together a lot. Uh, when we're when we're not really kids, but when we're in like our early twenties, I guess. Um, I was still kind of like like actively train bombing at that stage. And so was he, that was before like he got arrested. Um, so uh, yeah, I've known him for years, man, but I guess, um, I guess they, they kind of want, they didn't want it to be all graffiti. I mean, when I like, I spoke to Russell when, when I was in Sydney and he kind of said that like, it would be cool to have like, you know, like an artist in the mix or just like a, you know, a bit of diversity in there. Um, and, uh, yeah um, so it, it just came about naturally man it was just it was just old friends really
0: so what made it motivated you to uh, to make the transition from from graffiti to you know fine art and the style that you're doing now um,
1: <clears throat> well see like I was always kind of like had like uh, my finger in both pies to an extent I was always interested in art and um, and even as a graffiti writer, I would always, like, paint characters, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, I was still doing letter forms, but I was kind of, like, um, I was kind of relatively versatile for a young writer, I guess. Um, and then uh, I did, like, when I was uh, 21, I was kind of, like, I was busted for the third time in Brisbane. And... um it was just kind of getting to a point where I couldn't keep getting arrested in the same city um, without the re- repercussions kind of getting harsher. So I was like, at that time, I like I had a little bit of money saved in my early 20s, and I like packed up um, and moved to Europe for a year, um, and was just kind of like, I painted a lot of graffiti over there uh, that year, and then... Um, kind of like my visa was running out and my money was running out. So it was like, um, I was kind of at a, at a point where I like kind of had, I kind of knew it was time to head back. Um, didn't really know what to do, do with myself though. So, uh, I moved back to Brisbane <clears throat> when I was, I was probably like 22, 23 at this stage and like, just like enrolled in art school just to like, kind of like buy time, uh, more than anything, just kind of like work out you know, some sort of, like, you know, t- t- trajectory. And, um, yeah, basically enrolled in art school, and uh, it was just, like, one of those things, man. Like, art school just kind of ruined my graffiti, dude. Like, I, d- I don't know what happened. I just uh, I started um, studying sculpture and painting, uh, printmaking as well. Um, I ended up, like, choosing the major in painting. Um, and my probably, like, second year of uni, I was – and my third year as well, I was still like, uh, still painting graffiti on the street, um, and making oil paintings in the studio. So the, like, my two like practices were really separate. Uh, the problem was at that time I wasn't really like painting illegally anymore, um, very much. I was just painting like legal walls, and um, that just kind of didn't really f- feel right. For me, like coming from like more of a bombing background, like spending like eight hours a day at a wall just didn't really feel right. It it didn't kind of really fit with me. It didn't fit the aesthetics of what graffiti is about, you know what I mean? So like it just kind of became one of those things where I was just kind of getting frustrated and bored by it. And I was developing this new body of work that was oil paintings. So it was just kind of like why don't I start like, you know, um, experimenting – or, like, taking what I'm doing in the studio outdoors and and putting it on walls. Um, And at that time, there was, like, obviously, like, a lot of work on, like, a lot of big murals were starting to pop up in Europe and and the States. Um, I was never, like, really, like, I kind of uh, appreciated street art at that time, but I was never really into, like, the stencil thing or, like, the paste-up thing. It just kind of didn't really appeal to me. But then when I started to see the big murals and, like, the hand-painted walls, um, that was, like, pretty inspiring for me. Um, And there wasn't really... Much, I mean, this is like 2009, 2010, so there wasn't really much of that happening in Australia. Um, and I just kind of thought that, yeah, it was just a kind of just like, um, why don't I, I take what I'm in the doing in the studio and, and take it outdoors? And then that, um, that just kind of became kind of inspiring to me because I felt like I'd um, made like graffiti run its course for me, like aesthetically, I couldn't really um i just felt like i couldn't really do much more with it so that like like painting murals kind of became the new challenge do you know what i mean yeah
0: totally
1: um and yeah i mean also like i started out my works were like terrible man like 2009 and 2010 the first murals i painted were like really bad i mean we couldn't really get permission to paint anything in brisbane at that time we were just painting in abandoned buildings but um yeah, the works were bad, but I, I did feel that like this is something I could improve on. And if I keep going and keep practicing, I can get better. And it just became like, like I said, man, just like the next challenge or the or the next, um, yeah, the next thing I, I I wanted to start working on. So yeah, it was yeah that that process probably took two or three years. Uh, that kind of move away from graffiti, um, but yeah, it, it it definitely didn't happen overnight. But it was. Yeah, it was just a just a matter of uh, combining my two practices, just doing what I was in the studio outdoors.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've um, you know spoken to graph writers in the past, and it's sort of like when you go to you start just painting legal walls and all that. It's almost like you're painting a picture of graffiti. You're not actually really doing it, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And um, even just like the whole thing, like that that classic thing when you start seeing like like train bombers like paint walls and they don't know what to do with the bottom of their piece because mm-hmm. you, when you're painting trains you like always like your piece is cut off at the bottom um i mean unless you're in, from sydney cuz they got bigger trains but in brisbane you know, you always had your piece cut off at the bottom you know so that when you see like a, a train bomber trying to do a wall and like the bottom of the piece looks really awkward like it's just just floating awkwardly on the wall do you know what i mean yeah like,
0: i know totally what you mean
1: yeah. yeah, like that was kind of like what what I was like a little bit. Like it just didn't feel right, or like it didn't fit the aesthetic of what I was used to, and didn't. I just didn't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I got bored of of doing doing those kind of legal, like putting graffiti on walls, pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. did
0: you get much uh, like flack from the graffiti community once you started like you know transitioning into you know more? I guess <laughs> I don't know what you're doing um, now.
1: Uh, no, I mean, everyone in Brisbane's pretty cool. We got a small scene. I'm kind of friends with everyone. There was definitely like some, like, it was more just like awkward. (laughs) Like people just didn't know how to like, um, just didn't, just didn't know how to address it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like really experimenting with some weird stuff when I was like, my first paintings were just like garbage bags on a wall and shit. Like I was just painting just weird shit that, uh. I thought it was kind of like, I don't know, just fun, like just different. I was just having fun doing something different. But like, it was like my friends didn't know how to tell me like, Hey man, you should like, you know, maybe just go back to doing your regular gra- <laughs> graffiti. Do you know what I-? Like you don't want to tell your friend he sucks. Do you-, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, it was more like a, it was more awkward than anything, but there, no, no one really uh, gave me too much shit about it. There was never a Brisbane, it's not like Melbourne, man. Like the 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 artists, the the street artists and the and the graffiti writers are still like pretty co- closely connected and everyone's friends. So it wasn't like I was getting like capped or anything like that. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have to deal with any of that bullshit that's that's going on in Melbourne right now. But um, generally everyone was pretty cool. Yeah, I had a few 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 friends of mine that moved up to Brizzy just because. I mean, Sydney writers as well. Just because I mean, I like that. I I remember the like mid to late 2000s. The Sydney scene was like really violent, and I had a few Sydney writers come up and just be like, "Dude, everyone's fucking really chilled up here. This is cool. I'm gonna," and they ended up moving up for like years. Mm. Um, So yeah, Brizzy, it's a place to be.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) nice to each other. (laughs) Everything gets buffed, but at least everyone's nice to each other. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: You said that you were, like, um, experimenting with, like, garbage bags and just, like, weird paintings. Was there a moment where the, the penny dropped and you thought, um, you know, when you started bringing, like, the the human form into your, your paintings a lot more and, you know, you thought, all right, this
1: is what I want to do? Um, yeah, I mean, that was uh, – that probably didn't happen until, like, 2014 really. Yeah, I would say it took me probably five years before I felt um, that – yeah, before I really had that moment of, like, all right, this is, like, I've, I've got something here. Um, maybe 2013, I did a couple walls I liked. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, if there was an exact moment. Um, they say, like, I kind of read somewhere that to, like, to to know you're bad at something, you actually have to get good at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if if you're a toy, you're never going to really know. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally.
0: Because even when you're starting out, as soon as you're doing so- something that you're happy with, it's, like, it's hard to sort of, you know, I think beyond that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, like, you don't really have the technical know-how to, like, be aware that you're, like, it's not really... Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. So, it wasn't more like I, I had like a moment. It was more just like every year I just felt that I was improving and I was more like, oh, I can't even look at the shit I did a year ago. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's me now,
1: mate. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that kind of stopped in like 2014 and I've I've been plateauing ever since. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, um, but you still feel that you, uh, you are growing and developing as an artist, I take it?
1: Myself now? yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, the last six months have been good, man. I've been working, like, in the studio a lot more and, like, just experimenting with, like, painting on some, like, different things, like painting on wood, uh, painting on fencing. I've been, like, kind of, like, pouring paint. I've, yeah, I've, I've – I've, um, but I haven't painted any walls in, like, six months. Um, I just did my first one uh, in Long Beach. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm – I'm having breakthroughs in the studio, but, um, with the mural thing, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, we'll see. I've, I've got some new ideas in the mix now, whether they'll work or not. I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's hard with murals, man. You can't really experiment. Um, once you get to a certain level, cause it's like, if you're going to be painting something for like 10 days straight, you kind of can't really fuck it up. So like, um, yeah, I find like I'm going through the motions a little bit sometimes with it. So that's why I was, I think, like being in the studio this last six months has been good, man, because I've kind of been able to experiment a bit more. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you always got to keep it moving to some extent, or you're just going to get bored. So. Yeah. Mm. No, it's been good.
0: <clears throat> and do you prefer to be uh, like out painting murals or in the studio?
1: Um. Man, I probably I, I probably need to be fifty fifty. I reckon. Um, I like, like I'm really I'm really eager to get outdoors and paint some murals now. But that's just because I've been in the studio for six months, um, and vice versa. Man, like if I if I if I spend too long in the studio, I go a little crazy. But if I if I do like a bunch of mural festivals like back to back, then I'm also going to lose it, man. Particularly because like the the murals are so physically exhausting um and you, you know you're in the sun you've got all these like you know uh you, you're painting a big wall it's just physically draining you know so um i have feel, I feel, like in a perfect world i would be like I'd do, I'd do a mural spend two weeks in the studio do a painting do another mu- do a mural you know i'd just be like f- split 50 50 perfectly but um the problem is i'm australian so like that's just really unrealistic to do because I'm like most of my mural projects are in Europe, so for me to fly like back and forth to between Australia and Europe every week is like uh, it's not super practical, so <laughs> big commute <laughs> it is man yeah It is.
0: yeah, and so when you're um when you're painting all these murals, like do you have an assistant help you or anything like that
1: uh sometimes yeah, I've got a few different people that I that I work with um. Sometimes like the, the the festival will will organize someone. Um, yeah, it just depends. I don't have a full time assistant though. I, I need one. Uh, I need a manager as well. So if anyone's listening, holler at me. Um, but no, I, yeah, I just like I got a few people that just work with me, kind of part time, time to time. If I've got a big project on and they're available, um, you know, I'll, I'll pay them to come out and help me for a week. Um, also got like, got a friend of mine from the studio who helps me like build, build things. Um, James Lesiak, he's a real talented artist and just talented handyman. Um, so yeah, I've got a, got a few people I work with. Yeah. Yeah. So you seem to be pretty busy. Is it like back to back projects for you? Pretty much. I mean, like with the, like I'm trying to like do gallery work now as well. And like, like paint on canvas. Um, so between like the mural projects and getting work done for gallery, it's like, yeah, it's pretty. bad. it's back to back. Yeah, it's like every, every week I've got something to do. So, um, yeah, that's good. I might I might have a little bit a bit of a break from the gallery shows for that reason, just because like I feel like uh, I need to be like just catching breathers better in between the big walls. Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, it's weird I was um I was talking to a
0: a lady in a cafe this last week and she she's an art teacher and she said oh so you know like I was sitting there drawing and she was like oh what are you drawing and all this and you know I had it started chatting to her and then she said oh what do I do for a living I said oh I'm an artist and she said yeah but what what's your other job and it's like I I don't have another one I'm an artist and she's like wow I've um you know she was like in her 60s and she said I've never I've never known anyone to make a living off their art and I was thinking, oh, that's weird, because I know a lot of people that make a living off their artwork. And then I was listening to a. There's another podcast I listen to called Talking with Painters, and okay. they um and I know they the lady inter- interviews a lot of um like more traditional artists and people yep. who you know quite later in their career, yeah. and um a lot of them are saying you know it's you know you need to have another job to supplement your artwork. And I don't know. Yep. I think with the especially people coming up from with a street art background or graffiti and they're transitioning into murals and gallery work. I just seen, yeah. think that there's a lot of work out there. It's uh, it's a different age that we're living in now. Like, Yeah. Do you it's, agree? It's,
1: oh, 100%, man. Um, I guess it depends which way you look at it. I mean, some people, like, I, I, I kind of, like, supplement my income through my mural work. Do you know what I mean? If I had to, like, survive off... Um, my gallery shows alone. Um, I'd, I, I mean, I'd get by, but I'd be, I'd be struggling, man. It would be, um, my, my situation would be a lot different and vice versa. If it was just the murals and like, um, it'd be kind of harder. And, uh, I think we're just l- luck lucky to be around at a time when there's kind of like, uh, just like our options are a lot more diverse now as well. Not just in, in the terms of like, uh, um, you know, the work that's out there for for us, but also just like the the way we can promote ourselves, um, you know, um, the way we can connect and communicate with people through the internet, um, the way we can connect with curators, with galleries. Um, I feel like everything's just a lot more open now um, than it used to be. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if you're an abstract expressionist in the 70s and you weren't in with a major gallery, it was like you were done. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah that was it that was like your only avenue um
0: yeah yeah i agree so i think there's a lot of um i think nowadays like i know it's every i guess mainstream culture is a bit more open to art as well so people with businesses and they've got money to spend are actually thinking of investing in artists as well
1: yeah definitely and um i think like street art's done a pretty good job like engaging a broader audience um Obviously, like like conceptual art certainly has its place, um, but it is kind of quite exclusive in in the sense that it's kind of it's it's for like a educated audience or um, for a wealthy audience or an elite audience. You know what I mean? Um, whereas like now, I think there's a lot more artists, particularly I mean not just street art, but also like the lowbrow movement and and some of the you know like the kind of modern pop artists as well. Are kind of like proactively, kind of making an effort to kind of engage with with everybody, um, and that's open, yeah, know that's opened up a lot of opportunities for us. Like, you don't really need to to show in a gallery to make a living off as an artist anymore, um, and you know, people are able to kind of take their careers in a lot of different directions, man. So it's a, yeah, it's an exciting time to, to be to be an artist and to be professional. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still hard to to. to 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 make a career for yourself. I mean, like we're biased because, like, I guess we spend a lot of time doing shows and we're around professional artists all the time. But I feel like, yeah, it's definitely easier than it was 20 years ago, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: not. I'm not saying like everyone is a successful artist because I know a lot of people that aren't um, who are, you know, struggling to sort of make a living solely off their art. But I just mean yeah. there's a lot of a uh, lot more opportunities to be outside the gallery space and also outside the studio and get your art seen
1: in different, different ways. 100%, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's a good time to be alive. Sure is. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so you seem to be, uh, you know, every time I look on Instagram, you're in a different country and we're talking about at the start of the interview, how you're ping-ponging around the world a bit. Um, yeah. Like, is... I know. Like for me, I see that you're you're constantly on the road. Is that is that the uh, the case, or is that just Instagram?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's just the uh, the the magic of social media, man. Everyone's life seems more (laughs) more exciting than it actually is. No, I don't know. I'm on the road probably six months a year on average. I'd say Um, for the last four years, I've done it's yeah. Um, I've uh, been traveling a lot. It's good, man. I mean, that's that, uh, that connected world we we're just talking about, like with the with the internet and everything. It's, it's, um, it's given us the opportunities to connect with people that, that we wouldn't normally be able to do without the internet. So, um, you know, um, and I'm still relatively young. I'm like 33 this year. So uh, if I'm going to travel, I want to do it now. So I, 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 yeah, I mean, I take up the opportunity to, to, to work overseas as much as I can.
0: and how do you how do these opportunities find you
1: uh well i guess just through my online presence man like um i've like it's just instagram facebook and and my website and um most curators or or people that are like doing projects just just write me online man i usually just get an email um saying well i've got a project here this is a this is the budget. This is the deal. You want to come, and I just say yes or no. Um, yeah, it's not not much to it, really. I guess it's just uh, yeah, just the internet's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Do you find it's yeah. um, it's worked in your favor as well? The fact that your um, I guess your your art is I guess you know I don't, don't take this the wrong way, but sort of easy on the eye so you know a, a, an old lady can walk down the street and go that's nice i like that you know whereas some you know so some, some of our contemporaries can paint pretty like i don't know stuff that not everyone's going to get or like so much
1: yeah yeah totally yeah i'm 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 uh that that definitely makes a difference particularly when you're working in public art um, cuz uh i mean there are certain artists that I think are much better than me. Like, I don't know, like Axel Void, for example, who's, like, amazing. But, like, um, his paintings are a lot darker. So, I, 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 you know, I hear about him running into a lot of problems when he's when he's dealing with, like, community groups or, or curators or something or trying to get permission to paint walls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I've been finding that lately. I mean, even just, like, I've been trying to paint these darker works. Lately, there's just, like, they're not, like, really, like, dark or violent or anything. It's just, like, they've just got a black background. You know what i mean and like you get resistance um so yeah man it's, it's a balancing act when you're working in in public art and the reality is you do have kind of some i mean i feel i mean everyone's different but for me personally i feel you do have some responsibility to the community as well because um, i mean they they got to live with that that mural so um i try i try to keep it relatively palatable um for everybody um yeah so um yeah middle of the road man thanks bro (laughs) (laughs) i don't take it the wrong way i'm not trying to um i see what you're trying to say man no yeah yeah yeah
0: but um, definitely like so when you are painting a mural like how, how do you like do you look at your geographic location and maybe some history of the location or something like that and start crafting a mural around that
1: Uh yeah yeah I'll 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 try and do like uh do do some research into um basically where I'm going what community community am I in um I like to kind of do that like if I'm if I'm doing a festival I like to like touch down a couple days earlier and just like spend some time talking to people going to museums doing research go to a library if I can um and just kind of like build build a theme or a concept around that, um, working in the public. I do think it's kind of important that, uh, like I said, that, the, the community as well feel some level of, of, um, pride or attachment in the work. Um, so yeah, I t- I try, try and do, do my research everywhere I'm going to, to an extent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And where do you, uh, where do you source your reference material from?
1: I take my own photos. Yeah. So I'll, uh, usually if I, if I can, I'll photograph a local person or local place or something. Um, yeah. So my works start out as just really rough black and white sketches of like kind of, um, what I want to do conceptually. And then from there I'll, I'll try and set up a photo shoot, uh, when I, when I arrive on location. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really like, um, you know, those walls you've done where, uh, like say there's a mountain in the background and the mountain, if you stand in the right place, the mountain will continue onto the wall, things like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How long have you been playing around with that type of idea? Uh,
1: not long, man. I did the first one of those walls in like 2016. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're fun to do, but they're like really challenging to photograph because they have to be in like the perfect light from like the perfect angle. Um, and they kind of sometimes they only work in the photograph as well. So I'm kind of like I'm I don't know if I'm going to do my, many more of those. Um, but yeah, they're fun. They're they're fun to do. I think like it's important that if you're <clears throat> if you're working in an environment that the the work relates or fits or or speaks to that environment in some way. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of why why I do those works. Mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah and with um with your gallery work like um how have you gone about getting your uh you know finding like uh galleries to exhibit in and and being asked like have you had a like a strategy to sort of get your foot in the door with them
1: um no not really i like i've like never never really approached a gallery before i i did that like when i was like probably 23 24 i remember going into uh one of the commercial galleries in um brisbane and um i was like putting on my own show at the time at like jugglers art space i was just kind of like just funding my own show just to kind of get my work out there and uh kind of like nervously walked into a gallery with like a handful of flyers and um was very quickly dismissed yeah they were incredibly i wouldn't say rude but they 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 didn't make me feel feel great about doing that so it's like man fuck that i'm not gonna go i don't know i'm just not gonna like go go begging commercial galleries for a space or for an exhibition or for representation i'm just kind of kind of gonna do my own thing and that like that was another point that another point in my life was like i'm gonna start painting walls because it was like i could just see uh how like elitist the gallery world was and just how like um Just how, like, it just felt like a real, just like an impenetrable fortress, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you even get your first break in a gallery? A gallery's not even going to look at you, like, unless you win an art prize, really, they're not going to give you any sort of time. So, um, from my early 20s, I was just kind of like done with that and just like, I'm just going to focus on painting walls and just kind of see what can come out of that, really um i've been like lucky man like i've I worked with a couple of really good galleries now like backwards gallery in melbourne um look after me that you know they sell a fair bit of my work and i had a solo show with them in 2015 which went really well that was kind of like uh my first solo show really um and uh, another gallery uh, Varsi gallery in rome mathcoth in in paris and then um think space gallery in in Los Angeles that I just, I just had an exhibition opening with like a month ago. Um, So like all those galleries I work with are like pretty much just represent street artists and lowbrow artists. Um, And they know me from my work on the street and um, they've all approached me about having a show. Mm. So I'm still not like at a level where I'm kind of working with any of the, the Australian arts establishment, so to speak. I'm not really working with, uh, any of the mainstream commercial galleries yet. Um, but if, 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 I mean, if that does happen, it's certainly like, I'm not going to go asking for it. They're they going to have to come to me. That's just how I'd, 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 I I'd want the relationship to be, uh, with anyone I'm working with. Um, cause yeah, I just, uh, yeah. So I don't have a strategy. I just put, put work up on the street and then just see what happens really. If if it yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, my work online I think the other thing is just like a lot of galleries just to see my work on Instagram or or Facebook or whatever and see that I'm not only painting walls um that there is that other side of the um of my practice and and they they reach out Mm. yeah
0: yeah I I completely agree with you I've um you know I've I've tried to get my foot in the door with galleries in the past and it hasn't worked out and it's just I don't know it's just deflating it's demotivating for your art you know it is and then I've always thought like you know, that's it. Like I'm going to work my ass off, and then one of these days they're going to be asking me to have a show there. You know, and that, and that has actually come off for me in that way. And it's just through doing hard work and you know believing in yourself and putting yourself out there, so they actually get to see your art.
1: Yeah, totally, man, totally. And there's also that. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like like a lot of art dealers are kind of they're kind of elitist people as well. Um, and there's also almost that idea where if you if you ask them. Um, it's like it's like everyone wants what they can't have. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're at the door knocking, they're gonna they're gonna tell you to go away. But then if if you're in the corner doing your own thing, they're gonna be like, oh, what's going on over there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to be. It's like that weird psychology thing. So, um, yeah, I've uh, yeah, I don't really I don't really approach galleries for that reason. Yeah. But uh, we had the, the same the same lady like that. Um that I I the that was running the gallery that I walked walked into gave like a, a talk at, at my friend's university um about you know like the arts industry and and, and have a, at 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 uh, at QUT and the the her opening line of the talk was don't come up to me after my talk and and, and introduce yourself. Like I'm not interested in representing you. It was just like <laughs> like man like it was literally speaking to like 30 or 40 students, man. It was like how are you just gonna like just shut them, shut everyone down like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's going to give like, it's just not going to give those students like a, 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 a positive, um, positive vibe going into the industry. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, people I've worked with who I, you know, and other artists have come to me saying, oh, can you introduce me and everything like that, trying to get their foot in the door. And um, yeah. I know for a fact that, these people I've worked with are very um, proud that they've discovered me themselves, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah and, yeah.
0: and as I keep saying to the other artists, it's like, look, you know, they, they don't they don't want me to sort of hand over, you know, photos of your artwork or try and, you know, link you in some way. They want You've got to put yourself out there so you, you get noticed by them. And then they can sort of hold their head up high and go, oh, look at this artist I've just come across. I really like their yeah. work. I want to work with them
1: yeah yeah there is that like uh i guess it's exciting for them to discover new talent i I don't know that's that yeah that's definitely a thing man
0: Mm. but then there's that hard part of like going all right so how do i how do i let them know i exist without looking like an idiot you know
1: yeah yeah i know it's it's, it's, it's a never-ending puzzle man i just put my head down and do the work and just hope for the best yeah Uh, that's all i could say to anyone out there man just just put your head down and get the work done. Exactly.
0: And I completely so agree with that. It's, um, yeah, yeah it's the it's it's one piece of advice that, that keeps coming up on this podcast is like, just get the work done, do the work, make the work speak for itself and then, you know, see what happens after that.
1: Yeah, totally, man. I mean, I like, I've, I've been very lucky that I've, you know, met a lot of artists on my travels and, um, you know, a lot of them are successful for different reasons, man. A lot of them are super talented. Um, a lot of them, uh, just really good at promoting themselves. Um, you know, some of them are great at making controversy. Um, you know, there's just a whole bunch of different reasons why why um, they're successful. But there's one thing that I think they all have in common is that they have a fucking... Like, everyone has a crazy good work ethic. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's one thing that kind of unites all the successful artists I've met over the years is they all work fucking hard. So... Um, yeah you just got to put your head down and get the work done
0: exactly and like yeah. i always find that if you're in the studio and you're working on a painting and it doesn't come out the way you like it like just do another painting and just don't put it online <laughs> don't yeah. let anyone see it just do another painting and then do one you like and if you want to put that one up to put that up and people will be like oh he's doing some really good paintings it's not like hit and miss or anything like that
1: nah yeah totally um and you, you got to be you got to be ready to take a loss every now and then. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the yeah. more
0: the more you put yourself out there, the more um, you know negativity, negative feedback you get, and it's just you got to learn to deal with that as well. Have you have you cop much of that
1: stuff? Uh, negativity. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, not not really. Like even like online and stuff, I don't really even get anyone like writing like sh- like negative shit to me online, which is like disappointing, right? That's like that's what the inter- isn't that what the internet's for, like. I don't know, man. I've I've, I've uh i been, been pretty lucky. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that hate my work. Um, art's subjective. There's always you can't keep everyone happy, I guess. Um, but I've never had any like really real negative experiences like that. Um, every now and then I've had like you, you. I guess when you're putting work up in public, you always get like the f- a couple of random crazy people that just fucking objected to you painting or just being there. Um, yeah, you learn to cut that out. Mm. But um, never had anyone I cared about tell me what my work sucked, so that's that's nice. Yeah, That's nice. But maybe they're just being nice, I don't know. Yeah,
0: You're not um, doing it right, man. Don't I say, if you don't have any haters, you're not doing it right?
1: Yeah, I need more haters, man. Yeah.
0: I can give you some of mine. I've got plenty of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them to fucking diss me online.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go see my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. First rapid fire. Yeah. Uh name one artist who you think deserves more shine.
1: Ah oh, fuck, man, I already fucked it up. Um Sebasti Velasco.
0: Okay, I'll look him up.
1: He's kinda of, he's kind of popping off right now anyway, but Last year he's been getting big. He's a painter from from uh, Spain. Okay, uh, he's real good man. He's he's yeah he's he's, a, he's really on the come up. Yeah, cool. Um,
0: yeah. What medium would you love to work with that you don't work with?
1: Sculpture. Yeah, uh, I I want to make like bronze and shit and like just big heavy expensive shit, um, but I can't because no one will let me. because it costs too much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. something
0: to work towards. Make some small ones
1: and then, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. That's yeah. that's all right. You've got to work work, work your way up. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: And like, uh, what's one skill you wish you had?
1: Uh, what? Oh, man. I really should have thought about these. Um, I'm springing them on you, you know. Yeah. One one skill I wish I had, I just wish – I mean, it's a lot of things. I just wish I was, like, a better, like, handyman. I wish I could, like – build a table and like replace like the electrics in the house mm. shit like that yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not like a i'm not like a tra- traditional man in that sense man I've, I've spent too long too long in this painting studio yeah so my i gotta brush up on my handyman skills no you can do that just don't uh, don't That's get too
0: experimental with the electricity
1: no, actually, I, I'm not going to fuck with the electricity. But I wish I could build some shit, man, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can learn that; it's not too late. Yeah, YouTube videos, man. It's, it's all on there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, um so uh, who's your uh, favorite artist?
1: Uh, Michael Lunick. I don't know why, why where that came from. I've got a lot of artists I love, but yeah, I, I really like my favorite Australian artist is probably like Michael Michael Lunick. Right. Why not? Fuck it, the cartoonist. He's, he's a man. Love his shit. Yeah. The reason why, I just, I guess because like, like my dad had a bunch of his books when I was a kid, and uh, I loved them when I was a kid, and I loved them as an adult, and there's not many artists that I was into as a kid that I still love now. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Taste change. What I, yeah, totally. So that that's that's why I, I think Michael Lundig, man, his work's uh, – there's a universality in his work that's pretty special and the cool. poetry in his work that – transcends genres and all that shit so yeah
0: sweet and uh like what advice would you give your younger self
1: uh don't worry about it it's all gonna work out yeah Yeah, don't don't stress yeah stressing gets
0: you nowhere eh?
1: yeah totally man Mm. yeah it's it's not productive at all it's a waste of time so yeah. yeah that yeah
0: and, um, like, do you have a, a, a dream project or, like, a, a, a art dream for where you want your career to go?
1: Um, now, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I just want to be able to work in, in museums in the future and, and build, like, physical stuff. I've been, like, really enjoying, like, working two-dimensionally and painting large murals. Um, and now I feel like like the next challenge would be to, 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 to do 3D stuff. Um And yeah, so I just want to make things that I can hold. Do you know what I mean? Like experiences. I want to make stuff that people can like walk into. I want to make like experiences. I just haven't worked out how to do that yet. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we'll get there. Yeah, Yeah. Um, like the milk and the milk bar. The the you yeah, and you you did that installation in Benalla and stuff like that kind of stuff, man. That's that's where I want to go. So
0: yeah. I yeah. had um I had one of them last night. Like I uh I, I've just done a project with a restaurant called um Attica, and um, okay, yeah, like I've it was a big it's a big installation like a three sixty degree installation, and I've I've I did all the paintings. I sort of um it's all made out of chopped up bits of wood, so everything's all layered up, and um it got voted the uh the best restaurant in Australasia and the the twentieth best restaurant in the world, so it's um like right up there. Okay. Um, wow,
1: what sort of food is it?
0: Ah, oh, like real experimental um, yeah. food. Like the the head chef uh, and the owner of Ben Shuri is a real, um, I know, a bit of a creative genius when it comes to being in the kitchen. You know, so um, so I've, yeah. I'd I'd experienced uh, you know all the artwork from standing there and installing it and painting it and all that, but I hadn't actually experienced it the way you meant to experience it until last night. So I went, um, you know, my wife and I yeah. went and, and some friends went out for dinner, and we actually had the you know, the full, it's a 17-course uh, degustation or whatever. And, um, you know, I went through all the courses and the and one of the last ones you get taken out into the backyard where you sit amongst all my artwork and you eat eat the food there. And um, actually experiencing it the way it was meant to ex- be experienced, it's like I saw the art in a whole new light and it was like, man, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we good. had a lot of drinks
0: in our belly and all that type of stuff, and um, you know, I know you, you forget. You know, I forgot that it was even out there for a while. Like I knew it was there, but I, did, I, I experienced it with fresh eyes, and um, yeah, it was a good ex- way to experience my art.
1: Yeah, totally, man, and that's uh, that's important. You got to um, you got to see things from a different perspective every now and then, mm. um, or a different viewpoint yeah. when you can, um, which is hard when you've been like banging away at something for like. 40 50 hours mm. um it's hard to come back with fresh eyes and, and experience it yeah in yeah. The, the way that the yeah. you would if you hadn't been the person making it do you know what i mean does that exactly. make sense exactly yeah
0: because we are sitting in a really like really nice fine dining restaurant um in a fine yeah. dining setting and then uh you know you just get like take it uh, you know you have to get up out of your seat and walk which is a bit like well i haven't stood up for a couple of hours and then I'd know taken into this different world and it was, uh, yeah, it was really cool.
1: Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm going to go check that place out. What's it called? Attica?
0: Attica. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard to get a table. They, um, Is it? they only open up the bookings like, um, I think like once every three months or something and it books out like straight away for three months. So, really? um, yeah. But if you can you get, get in up. there, good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Help us out, bro.
0: Yeah. it's like, Yeah. i We'll talk after <laughs> the uh, after the interview. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but um, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, back to your your rapid fire. Um, okay, still and, rapid fire. Yeah, All right. yeah. Any any future plans or projects on the go? Uh,
1: nah, just a bunch, just a bunch of murals coming up. Um, and then I got to work out if I'm going to do a solo show again next year or not. Um, I might take a year off doing solo shows, but for now, I'm just just painting walls, man. Just enjoying it, enjoying traveling.
0: Yeah. How many solo shows have you
1: done? Uh, In total, like six, uh, six or seven. But a few of them were like years, like it was when I was, you know, that was like seven, eight years ago. That was when I was like uh, really starting out. I had a couple of solo shows. Um, But recently, since the first show on Backwards, it was 2015, I've had had four. Four that I, I feel like four as a developed artist, I would say four solo shows. Yeah,
0: mm. I love doing yeah. a solo show. It really, really pushes you. You know, it's good yeah. to work on a full body of work and everything.
1: Oh, I fucking hate it, man. Do you? Oh my, dude, yeah, So much pressure, it's fucking killing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I was like, after this one, I mean, I was really happy with the work and and it, it went well. I was happy with how it turned out, but I'm um, still like, maybe I should just take a take a little break. Mm. But uh-huh. don't you
0: embrace the pressure and have to sort of talk you know, remind yourself that you're capable of doing it? Like it like doing a big mural and all that as well. I'm sure you get halfway through a mural and start going, Oh, is this working out or not? Or it's like, no, no, I've got this.
1: And it's that final relief of pulling it off at the end and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But also I'm a fucking nervous wreck half the time, so that's not that's not nice either. So I think I'm just I just take my time a little bit on the next one. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a, not in a huge rush really. It's like um Yeah, I got plenty of time. So,
0: yeah, I know I've um, like, I haven't had that many solo shows. I think I've had six, but I'm on my third one for the year I'm working on at the moment. It's only halfway through the year, so it's been a real busy year for them. But, um,
1: wow,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm loving it though.
1: Yeah, you see, that sounds like you turn yours over quicker though, which is different. Like, my my shows take like six, like, solid six months. Yeah, well, I make four, maybe I'll get done in like four or five months. But, uh, like, doing that, like, and then trying to get murals done in between is, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's draining, man. And sometimes, I don't know, I've just felt like I've let let myself down a little bit in the sense that I maybe, like, could have done better if I wasn't painting the walls in between or could have done better if I had more time or, do you know what I mean? There's always that, that thing. So it's like, yeah, I'm I, I, I'm pretty keen to, like, take my time on the next one. Yeah yeah just see how that turns out
0: nah, you're, if a, I, you're a very capable artist
1: I'm sure you'll uh, you'll kill it thank you man I, I appreciate that I appreciate that uh, yeah you more questions what what else we yeah.
0: got oh the last one like where's the best place for people to see art online
1: uh, it's my website man yeah wish I had something better to say but yeah just just uh, com. Uh or instagram facebook all that shit yeah yeah, awesome yeah I was google my name <laughs> whatever whatever you want to do yeah
0: alright Fintan yeah. well um, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat
1: thank you man thanks for having me it was fun yeah it was eh? cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's fun to talk about stuff yeah good, good <clears throat>
0: stuff alright well yeah. um, go out and enjoy Tokyo
1: will do man and uh, yeah don't don't freeze your balls off
0: <laughs> I'll try not to